Welcome everyone to podcast episode number 66 of Calling in the Power Ring. I am your co-host, Matt Turner. With me as always, my tag partner, Team Bloomfield, my good buddy, the one and only Stone Cold Steve Andy Hedder. <laughs> That's a, that one doesn't really flow too much. Maybe my first name was Austin. Then you'd be like Steve Austin Hedder, if that was my name. Yeah, I, I assume <laughs> I got about halfway through. I'm like, yeah. well, this isn't good. This one doesn't really know. work. Well, you're going to get hot about a goddamn. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am terrific. I don't know if you have been on the social medias the last hour, but there was a legendary uh, soft rock soft rock singer that passed away this morning. Yeah, Eddie Money. I I, I know probably two songs. <laughs> my mom used to listen to a lot. I think we talked about it here on this podcast. My mom would listen to stuff like you know Eddie Money, the Damn Yankees, and my dad listened okay. to Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. So it's like I know quite a bit of Eddie Money. Not only that, but. Obviously, I watch New Japan on Access TV, and they always do two or three commercials, and it's always, like, the shows that's on Access, and he had a reality show called uh, Fast Money or something, and I would see, like, the 30-second shorts, and he just seems like he's hilarious and just, like, a super cool guy, so uh, that's just terrible, I believe it was, I know he said he announced, he announced actually on the show from the last preview I saw from the New Japan show last week that he had cancer, and they were going to be documenting is him going through cancer, but I thought they said he had a good chance of beating him, but mm. uh, apparently not. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess not. And I just seen it today, and I was like, "Oh, any money?" I, I know I heard the songs, but I couldn't tell you the name of them. But you know, I'll say I wasn't a fan. But yeah, it's a shame. I will tell you a funny Eddie Money story, and I know we try to be a uh, child-friendly podcast. This isn't this isn't a dirty story, but it's not that child that <laughs> I have a uh, a friend. His name is uh, we call him Domes. That's not that's his last name. We we. So we, we call them domes. We were at we used to we were all single back in the day. We used to get a condo in Ocean City, Maryland, and uh, we'd always get a Fourth of July weekend. Well, we went to this bar called Secrets, and this was probably, might have been the last time. On this is eleven, twelve years ago, and the cover band was playing Eddie Money song, and uh, you know, his big hit is "Take Me Home Tonight." Okay. We wind. And there was probably about a dozen of us. We wind up turning into. Sleep with domes tonight. So if you ever hear that, if you ever heard that song, hey, yeah, yeah, it flows with like perfect. Sleep with domes tonight. So they they play that song again, and we probably now granted at this time I was probably annihilated drunk, but in my mind we had half the bar yelling, "Sleep with domes tonight." And I, I do remember him standing on top of the bar with a shot, and as everybody was yelling, "Sleep with domes tonight," he he took a shot. So. <laughs> nice. That's, that's one of my that's my funny Eddie Money story. So. I guess the biggest news, and I was just listening to Jericho's podcast today, is it looks like Impact Wrestling is going to get a big, get a big, huge push. Yeah, because uh, Access, well, I guess Anthem that owns Impact bought Access, so they can put them on whatever they want, really. Yes. And uh, they said they're going October, and I forget the date, but they're officially going to Access because they're on the Pursuit channel that hardly anyone gets, and it's a hunting channel. So who thinks wrestling is going to be on a hunting channel? And I think they're on like Fridays at ten or some some terrible time slot. So now I would assume they're getting a much better time slot. And, and good we for talk, them. We we talked about on the show that there was some time like I have it on my DVR set. Some weeks it would record. Some weeks it would record the two hour podcast our uh, episode. Sometimes it would record only a half an hour. Sometimes we would only record an hour. But I haven't seen it in about four or five weeks just because. I can't find it. I don't know if Pursuit dropped it or what, but like I would check the Pursuit channel and sometimes it would be on, sometimes it wouldn't. 
it was just really weird. But I mean, they do have a lot of really good talent. Even their uh, big show, the Glory by Honor, is coming up. Uh, they usually run that in October. I know the they're Bound for Glory. Glory by Honor is ROH, right? Oh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Bound okay. for Glory. Close, close. Bound for I Glory think- of Honor. <laughs> I'm just, well, yeah, they used to, and I believe they used to run that, uh, the, uh, the Glory by Honor, the Ring of Honor show used to run in October as well, if, if my memory is correct. But anywho, the one match that was announced, and I didn't get a chance to look at the whole card, is uh, Marafuji and Michael Elgin. i seen that. I was like, wow, how about that? You get Marafuji for us, so maybe a working green with Noah. Anything for Impact really would help right now. And did you see, too, the, the rumors that they want to buy ROH? On Jericho's, I literally just finished listening to Jericho's podcast where he had uh, Don Callis and Scott Demore on. Oh, okay, and, I didn't get to uh, listen to that yeah, one. Yeah, he, ba- he basically addre- vaguely addressed those rumors. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, it's funny, like a month ago, everyone said Impact's done, Impact's done, now they're thinking that we're buying. I heard a, a, a false rumor that they're buying Ring of Honor. So he didn't deny it 100%. But uh, he did sound like he kind of like he dismissed it. No, oh, okay. Well, yeah, hey, you never know. I've seen that the rumors are floating around. It's like, maybe, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and also on the podcast, they did put over one Ace Austin, who uh, is oh, wow, a very nice. good friend of ours on the podcast. They did put him over quite a bit. I think they talked about him seven or eight times. So. Oh, that, that's awesome. And you know how he said uh, they asked him to darken up his hair? Did you see the promo shots? He has, like, purple hair now. And I even said to him, yes. why don't you just dye it purple? <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So good on them. Man, a lot of wrestling. Lot, yeah. A lot it, of wrestling. You see how everything's picking back up just because AEW's around? I mean, Impact's... Hopefully it makes a comeback. I mean, if they buy ROH and they combined, you know, I don't know. I don't want to see ROH go down because I think if Impact was to buy ROH, they would probably get rid of the Ring of Honor name and just make it Impact. So I don't want to see that, but who knows. But yeah, wrestling. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I saw that rumor for about an hour and it was kind of what happened Yeah, so. so who knows. But so we'll see what happens a lot there. of wrestling in October. NXT uh, to Wednesday night. Did you see that? how the first hour is going to be on USA and then the second hour is on the network, which is kind of dumb for like the first two shows, or because there's some show that's still on that USA gets high ratings on. I forget, I think it's called Suits. No, I didn't see that, but so the first hour is okay, but that that's not going to be forever. No, that's just for like the first, I think it's like the first week it's like that, the second week I think it's not on for some reason, or something stupid like that, or the first two weeks, and then once AEW's uh, on TV, then it's the next will be on two hours live on uh, USA. Now, from what why not just wait, left- you know? That's Because a lot of people are going to be confused from the, oh, it's on TV and it's not a network, you know? I don't, why not just wait? <laughs> yeah, what if they tune in for the first, like, oh, this show's only an hour, and they tune out after hour number one. Like, oh, AEW's on. Yeah. They'll switch over to there. Yeah, you might. Yeah, good, good point. In people's minds, they might be, oh, this show's only an hour. It's like, I don't know. Or, or just say, hey, the first two episodes are only going to be an hour. And then, because that, 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 an hour on USA, an hour on the network, that's confusing. And then the people are going to be like, the third week, they're going to be like, looking for that second hour on the network, maybe. Because maybe they don't have cable like me, and they just go to the network. Hey, what's, it's not here. Oh, you got to wait 24 hours now. So, I don't know. A little, little dumb, I think. Yeah, we'll see what happens. From what I understand, the last two NXT shows on the network have been really, really good. I, I know they did the, Undis- uh, the Red Dragon, Undisputed Era, and the Street Profits, and I think they did a title change there. And from what I understand, from... The gifts and the clips I've been seeing on Twitter it looks like Johnny Gargano's back in NXT. Yeah, which is good, and that's kind of smart because uh, they probably not know what to do with him on Raw or SmackDown. This would be like, oh, look, he's little, you know, and that'd be the end. And then did you hear the rumors about who might be going back to NXT? They kind of, you know, shot the angle on Tuesday. Yeah, the uh, Kevin Steen thing where he got fired, Kevin Owens, and they posted like numbers that if you 
count the numbers of the alphabet or letters of the alphabet, they spell out NXT. So that'd be cool. I think they'll bring a bunch of people, especially for that AEW, the one that episode that goes head to head with AEW, bring some former NXT talent back. Even if they're just in the audience. Like, oh, there's Finn sitting in the audience. So, the, uh, now, I did, I did see that he tweeted out some letters, so you tell me if you unscramble them, not unscramble them, but if you count them, it spells out NXT? Yeah, it's like 11-something, so, like, whatever letter, you know, if, if the letter N is the 11th number, or the letter, ah, 11th letter in the alphabet, there you go, that's how he did it. I forget exactly what it was, he tweeted out, but somebody figured it out, and they was like, oh, look, it's NXT, but, you know, he might just be doing that, because remember when he got fired before, and he changed his name back to Kevin Steen, and they even had a... Kevin Steen El Generico merchandise on Pro Wrestling Tees for like a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. So, who, who knows? But I mean, that poor, he was so hot and then they kind of just ruined him with the, uh, the begging chain to not give him the fine thing. It's like, well, Stone Cold wouldn't have done that. He would just be chained up. You want to find me? Find me two times and beat him up, you know? So, I don't know. No, that, but they did all this stuff backstage where you're not feeling the crowd either. So. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, well, why should I get behind Kevin Owens if he's just going to be like, okay, boss, you know? <laughs> Now, speaking of cryptic letters, did you see the on um, Raw, the Bray Wyatt uh, segment with the Firehouse Clubhouse with the clock? No, I missed that one. But someone said it said okay. 316. It did say 316, but they were talking about it. She goes, oh, yeah, Sister Abigail was saying, it says 316, and we don't like strangers, we don't like strangers. And he's, you know, he's, he's in the Mr. Rogers letter, so he's like all sorts of super positive Bray Wyatt. He goes, let me see if I can fix it. He smashes it with a clock, and then it said... I want to say 11:16 or 11:26. Okay. And so, somebody pointed out that that was the that was it was November 26th or November whatever the date was was the Undertaker's debut. Okay, so it's also yeah, it's also the, the now for, for for that was for 1990, but it's also the day of a SmackDown and I think somewhere in Texas where locally the Undertaker's advertised. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. I'm sure that I mean that's a gimme that they'll do something eventually, even if it's just you know. Not a whole match, but some kind of confrontation. They gotta do something. I mean, come on. Yeah. So speaking with these last show, the the Raw and SmackDown show, they were back at the Garden. Obviously, Stone Cold was the big get on Monday. Undertaker was the big get on Tuesday. Did you get a chance to watch either of these shows? I seen both sir? of them this week actually. I thought the the Steve Austin segment was really good, entertaining. You now some people like, oh, he buried AJ. No, he didn't. Come on. Now. That didn't hurt AJ at all. Plus, it's like AJ, if anything, would put AJ over. I mean, taking a stunner from Stone Cold. It's not like Stone Cold is 500 pounds. I mean, he still looks great. So that segment was cool. The Undertaker one I thought was, eh, it was okay. But the, um, Raw, there was a good uh, women's tag match. And then on SmackDown, there was a uh, good match. I forget what it was. It, it definitely wasn't Shane versus Chad Gable. <laughs> I forget. I just watched it the other day. Yesterday. Shane and Chad Gable wasn't half bad, but, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of... You know, to kind of piggyback off with that. What do you think about the finals, Baron Corbin and Chad Gable? Yeah, I don't. Know, they're probably gonna give it to Baron Corbin. I'd, I'd like to see Chad Gable get it, but I, I've now if I had to bet money, I'd bet on Baron Corbin, which I'm like, eh. he got a little bit better. He had that match with Cedric that wasn't bad, but like, still, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm going to disagree with you. I think you got to pay this off with Chad Gable. You're bringing back the King of the Ring tournament. A lot of people like the only reason why they brought it back is because of how great the G1 has been. Well, you don't pay it off by having. A flop of a winner. Yeah, flop <laughs> yeah. winner. But I remember I was looking at the brackets. Well, who was your original final? I had Kevin yeah. Owens versus... Uh, no, what did I have? I think I had Ricochet versus Kevin Owens in the finals. Because I had Kevin Owens and Andrade on the on the, the right side. On the left side, I think it was Ricochet. Did I have him beat maybe Baron Corbin? or, or Yeah, I think I had him beat Baron Corbin. So Ricochet, Kevin Owens, I had Kevin Owens win the whole thing. 
So yeah, we, Kevin Owens we was eliminated first round. <laughs> that was out. Yeah. Yeah, me and you were pretty close because I was like, okay, it's either going to be Andrade because they're really behind him as well as they should, or Kevin. I mean, maybe this is what they need to really get behind Kevin Owens because they keep, you know, they, he's there and they keep screwing it up and they keep screwing up. So maybe it, it, it goes that way, and then Owens gets eliminated in round one. I'm like, okay, it's going to be Andrade, and he loses to Chad Gable, which might be the best match of the tournament. So I'm like looking at him like, okay, something is going to be Ricochet, but I wouldn't be upset if it's Samoa Joe. Obviously, as a fan. I'm going to prefer Samoa Joe to win it, but he usually doesn't need it, or maybe does he? But I was like, I think that'd be, I think they, they need a barn burner of a final. I think you'll get it with Ricochet and Chad Gable. And then they had that, I mean, it was a really good three way they had with uh, Joe, Corbin, and Ricochet. And then it was like, Corbin wins. I'm like, you've got to be kidding yeah. me. He's in the final. And it was kind of stupid how they even had uh, that three way to begin with. Like, if Corbin was going to win that match, then why not just have Samoa Joe or Ricochet pin one of the other guys? You know, like. I don't know. I guess it's something different, so... But I don't... Yeah. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> That's what I say. It ain't no yeah, G1. I, <laughs> it ain't even I, one block of the G1. I think they're just doing that so this way, 99... I think it's like the same way they did Jay White and Okada at the Garden. Like, why don't we just do Tanahashi and Okada? But it's like, oh, they want every... That'd be a 50-50 split. They want everybody to go for Okada. They give them the happy ending, and I think that's what they're going to do. Because originally it was supposed to be on Clash of the Champions on Sunday, but then they moved it to Monday. Yeah, I've seen that. So, so I, I, I hope Shaq Gable wins it. I mean, give him a little bit of push. He's really good, and it's a shame they don't really do much, you know, until recently with him. So, yeah. Who wins? I mean, I think he's good. I think he's going to win. Plus, he got two straight falls over Shane McMahon. So. Yeah, well, that's, and he's the best in the world, remember, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Ugh. So, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they do. Um. What else is going on? How about any uh, any, any big comic news there, sir? Uh, I've seen something today about Frank Miller doing another one-shot. It's, uh, oh, what was it called? Dark Knight. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, it's a, it's a one-shot. There's, a, like, a backer on the cover, but, like, I, I don't like Frank Miller's art anymore in recent years. So no, I'll, I'll, really I'll probably skip that one. one. City, that, it was, yeah, I didn't think it was that good Batman. Jeez, what, what, what? I can't. I have, I have news from up here. Anyway, he has a new one-shot book coming out, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not into it. I can't. Let me click on comics here. I've seen that, and then, then I have the... Uh, so I want to talk about the top 10 books that sold last month. So of August, the top 10 books. What do you think, if you had to guess? And I'll give you a hint. I think you have all of them but one. Okay, I think number <laughs> one is The Walking Dead. Okay, that, that was uh, the month before, so no for that. Okay, uh, Let me make sure this is okay because there's no Walking Dead on this list. Walking Dead 32 volume. Okay, graphic novel. Okay, the graphic novel came out. So the issue came out the month prior. So this is for August. I guess that last issue of uh, Walking Dead was out in July. Wow, I didn't even think about that. I guess you're right. Yeah. Wow. And then we were halfway, almost halfway through September. So you're talking about the top 10 single issues of August. Of August. Yes. And I'm pretty sure you got all of them but one. And I didn't get this one either. So if that helps right. you out. We'll go ahead. Start with number 10. I'll let you know if I got it. So you're, you're saying that I have 90, I have 90% of this list. Yes. I okay, know you do. I, I, I'm positive. Okay, so number 10. We both don't have it. I'm pretty sure. Batman Curse of the Night White, issue 2. You're not reading no. that, right? I heard no. the first series was good. Okay, so can you guess? I'll, I'll just. So there's nine books. You got them all. Think of the nine books that came out in the past month. All right, hits. Batman's got to be on one of them. Okay, Batman's actually number 9. That's Batman 77. Okay. Uh, 
let's go with Spider-Man's got to be on there? Nope, Spider-Man doesn't appear, but maybe somebody else that's web-centric <laughs> appears on here. Oh, Absolute Carnage? <laughs> yes, Absolute Carnage number one is number one, and uh -huh. then uh, Absolute Carnage number two is number eight. So now you got, you got one, two... If this helps, you technically got four more, even though there's six books, so that might be a little bit of a hint. What, Maybe uh, a book came out know, twice. Did they, did they say how many issues, Absolute Carnage? No, I, I'm going to scroll up here. Let me we'll guess the If you can guess the rest now, I'll scroll up and get the rest. I'm going to say House of, uh, House of X number two is on there twice. Yeah, well, House of X, and then I'll get uh, Powers of X. So that takes up actually spots four, five, six, and seven, as in each issue is two and three of House and Powers of X. So you got two wow. more left. Wow. Well, I know my comic book guys would tell me that a lot of these things on four and fourth and fifth printing and the second yeah. printing. Ain't that something? Yeah, they said that they sold out. Like, they got the second printings, and they're like, they sold out within, like, like within a day. Like, wow. They're like, we get wow, more that's insane. No, the Diamond was even like, no, Marvel is done with the second printings. It's going to a third printing. Mm. That is, like, half sold out. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy because comics hasn't been like this, and in a while for especially for like a series and hopefully this keeps up hopefully yeah hopefully that's picking up and then the speculation on like the popularity of a new character like when uh naomi came out and that book was 80 dollars like the next week it's like whoa so a lot of people really get into comics recently which is good so anyway you got two more left and they are numbers two and three on the list numbers two and three yeah. on the list is would captain marvel be one? no she doesn't appear on top 10 how about uh war of the realms or that no that, that would be over Okay, that's what I thought. They are uh, one's Marvel, one's DC, and they're both they're both new. <laughs> that helps. I said Batman. It can't be Detective, not Action, is it? Nope. Hmm. Close. You're close. So it's Superman. Batman, Superman. That's issue number. Batman, Superman uh, number one is number three, and number two you might not get at all. Do you want to give it a shot? It's a Marvel. Book. Marvel. Nope. Marvel Comics one thousand. Oh, I should have. That's you yeah. know what? I was, once you said the, the top ten list before we recorded. I'm like, that's got to be on there. And that's what I put in my head. But I, and then I wasn't sure because it was a ten dollar book. Yeah, but apparently it, it's all. I know I didn't buy it. I seen them all down there, and I was like, oh, I have a big bill, and I was like, you know what? I'll get that at New York Comic Con because they'll probably be cheaper. I mean, I can get a cool cover or something. Yeah, like you that. probably get a varying. You could probably get like a, a varying cover that's going for thirty now. Yeah, or that went for thirty last. You probably get it for ten. Because by that time it'd be a couple more weeks, and we've been down. So I'm trying to see if I can find out how many issues they sold. Also, it would be white if I, we did graphic novels. The number one was the last trade of Walking Dead, and then Batman who last number two. Ah, about that, and Watchmen still on the trade list. War of the Realms on the trade list, and then some other stuff here. They don't have they don't have issues sold. But I'd be curious to see how many issues of Absolute Carnage number one sold. Especially with that, you know how they had the dra the drawings hidden in some of them. That probably yep. drove up people buying them more. You know, oh, I'll order them off this site because maybe I'll get one. You know. That's yeah, that's uh, it's good stuff, and we're rearing up in New York, my friend. Have you started to pull books set off? I, I got a couple because I seen Brian Polito's there. I'm like, oh, okay, I can get some Lady Death signed that he didn't sign already, and I have two books for Dawn to sign, which are also are Lady Book Death books. So I only got a couple. I think I pulled what five books so far. So I got a lot to go. Is she gonna be there? Is she gonna be there? Last two years, she wasn't there. Yeah, uh, Brian posted and said she's gonna be there, and I think Sabine's gonna be there. Probably her whole group of whatever their group name is. They're I all know gonna Sabine's going to be there, because Sabine is doing covers for, I think, uh, DC. Yeah, she, she's doing a lot of stuff now. I, I, I found the, uh, it's Frank Miller Returns to the Dark Knight Returns called The Golden Child. 
Returns. Yeah, yeah, Returns. Returns, Returns, Returns. I'm clicking on it now. And he, he does the cover, but I don't think he does... He writes the whole thing. And then, let's see here. Somebody else is doing art. Um, hmm. I think he's just, yeah, just doing the cover. Jonathan can, blah, blah, blah. I didn't read the, uh... Dark Knight 3. It's, apparently it takes place right after. How, how was that as a series? you remember? It's pretty good. Obviously, the first one's the best. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. you know, top five everybody's list. Number two is just real confusing. I remember number two got a bad rap, and I was reading it. And it was also, I, you almost felt like Frank Miller was talking to Grant Morrison when he was writing this. Because mm -hmm. you go through, like, five or six pages, like, wow, this is real good. And then you turn the page, and like, wait, what? And then, like, you're four pages after those five pages, and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, geez. And then two pages later, it gets back on track. I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then you go to the next page, and you're like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> no, I hate books like that when they're all over the place. So, I, I just, just had it here. So it's a 48-page one-shot written by Miller with art from Raphael Grandpa, no idea, and colored by Jordi Belair. So, Ooh. yeah, the art kind of looks like Frank Quitely art. So oh, that's, not, that's not a bad thing. I'm not familiar with this guy, but I, I don't. Yeah, it's not any bad, but I'll, I'll probably be skipping this. I think it's, I think they have it at $7.99. Oh, no, no, no price. So we'll see how it comes hey, out. Are they doing a lottery again for Comic-Con? They are, and it's uh, September, it might be now, it's September 12th to the something, but it says, like, it was very vague, it was like, you enter for these four things, and one is, uh, meet someone from a TV show or something, and one's, like, go to a panel, but the panels are, like, one's in the garden, and one's in the Hammerstein Ballroom, I'm like, eh. And then the, the last one is, uh, you know, get a chance to buy a con specific thing kind of like how uh one of the uh, justin from the stepdads was able to buy the pops last year yes so it's something like that let me find i, I have that too here let's pull that right I have, I have not gotten email from new york comic con in a long time <laughs> me either i went on their site yeah so well starting monday september 16th and friday september 20th that's when you can enter the lottery but it doesn't really say what they are they're very vague about it yeah i mean why not it's free you win something and give it to somebody else if you don't want it you know yeah, last year was a good lottery because we got Bendis, Miller, Todd McFarlane, and was there something else? I think I oh, uh, Batman the Animated Series panel, but I think we were yeah. so busy that I just I just didn't get a chance to go into it. Yeah, and then of course you could win to buy the uh, there's like a Lego Darth or uh, Boba Fett thing, and then the pops and stuff like that. So I think it's free, it can't hurt, you know. Absolutely not. I, I just know that I saw the group text message between me and you and my sister, and I didn't get. A, I forget what I was doing. Once you sent that text message, I didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah, it's just so the just, uh, when they the lottery goes on sale, or when it yes. goes available to whatever. Speaking of which, I didn't even activate my my Comic Con pass yet. Oh, so it's just literally sitting right there. I'm like, I gotta get it. But however, when I because if I don't do this, I'm so busy. I have so much things going on. I'm like, I don't do this now. I'm gonna forget. And literally. I was getting ready to go to, getting ready, you know, Lily was getting ready to get Lily out the door and, you know, just see if Amber needed anything. I was getting ready for work and I was like, I don't, and like, I saw an, an Amazon box that wasn't open mm -hmm. that had my name on. I'm like, that's Hedra's pop figure that long. <laughs> I said, hold on, and I have his Spawn three, uh, 300. So Amber was telling me about something like, I do not mean to, I do not mean to be rude, but if I don't go upstairs in the comic room and do this right now, I'll forget. And put this right now and put it in the line where I walk when I'm going to be leaving to go to the show tomorrow in my bag, I'm going to forget about this. Yeah. So. 
you don't you don't want any problems when you go to like scan it. It's like, oh, this badge ain't working. You know, I don't know how that what, what would happen if you didn't red activate the badge. But what, why why even bother? You know, like yeah, yeah. It's a little confusing because you got to go to that same site that like, you know how Ashley bought the tickets, so we had to like she's like she sent them to us and we had to prove them for our profile or whatever. You have to kind of do that. So there's no like huge activate badge here. You have to click on like your profile and then at the bottom there's activate badge. I'm like, why can't there just be one button activate badge and then you put in your number and boom, you're done. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm a smart college educator. <laughs> there you both. go. It's a little confusing so, now. So I haven't probably watched this movie in the past year and a half, but I got done with dinner the other night and I put both of the channels. And the last hour or so, of the first Avengers was on. Now, I probably not have not watched this movie, or at least, you know, it's the Battle of New York just started. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've watched this since before Infinity War. You know, obviously, the Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back. -back. So I was watching, I was like, man, I was like, this movie was so good. This scene, you know, still, that was 2012, so seven years later, it's still so good. And if you remember, Tony makes almost the ultimate sacrifice in the first Avengers yeah. movie, where he takes the nuke, and then he throws it up the wormhole, wormhole, to blow up the Jatarans. Man, we almost lost Tony there. Yeah, because he kind of like passes out. Yeah, and then and then it's, it's also cool, and I've seen that movie a zillion times. It's funny because Thor starts swinging the hammer when he sees him coming down. He's like, he's not stopping. So your first inaction, reaction is like, oh, Thor's going to catch him. And then it's that Hulk jumps from building to building and catches him. Yeah, so. which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a great movie. Those Marvel movies are so good. The first Avengers is one of my favorite movies of all time. That was the first. My all-time favorite movie for the longest time was The Crow, the Brandon really? Crow movie, which I never knew was was, was based off a comic. I didn't I didn't know until maybe about seven or eight years ago. That was my I'm like nothing love. Like eighty nine Batman was close. Terminator two was close. The Godfather one and two was close. I'm like nothing will beat nothing will beat The Crow. I remember leaving the movie theater and I was like, that will not only beat the crow, nothing's going to beat Avengers. And then Infinity War came out. And then Endgame came out. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, maybe stuff will beat it. But it's crazy. Did, did you see on uh, Disney Plus all the, the Marvel cartoons that are going to be on it? It's like all of them ever. Yeah, pretty much everyone ever. Yeah, yeah. They, they had X-Men, they had Spider-Man, they had uh, the 90s Spider-Man, they had uh, Spider-Man and his uh, amazing friends or whatever it was, like Iceman and Firestar. There's even a Spider-Woman cartoon I've never even seen. And then all the Avengers ones that were on Disney XD, I think it's called. It, it's it's insane. And I was like, yeah, more reasons to get Disney+. Plus. Plus, they have that deal with Hulu, so I might do that when that comes out. Yeah, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes was, was really good. That was one of the best animated series ever. I mean, I put that right up there with Batman, the animated wow. series. And uh, and X-Men 92, which I know, I mean, that's basically me and you kind of grew up on that X-Men. But they also the Fantastic Four animated series. Yeah, remember that? Was, that was the Marvel Action Hour. Is that an Iron Man? That was like early yep. 90s. That was a really good one. Yeah, where Rhodey was voiced by Uncle Phil from French Prince of Bill. Really? Wow, how about that? Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that's a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> What other, what other podcast is going to give you that knowledge? Yeah, <laughs> totally useless knowledge. Yes, absolutely. Oh, speaking um, of uh, cartoons and stuff, I bought uh, Batman Hush, and I tried to watch it, but it was late at night, and I only got half an hour in. But it, that half hour was really good, so I will watch the rest of it today. I do have to go back and watch those. I was walking around Best Buy on my lunch break just to, just to break up the day, mm -hmm. and there's so many animated movies that I have not seen. I'm like, I'm so, I used to get these the day they came out. There's a, yeah, me too. There's so I, many that seemed like they came out within a month. It's like, hey, here's 10 of them, you know? 
Yeah, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get back to it. And the next one is called it. Wonder Woman Blood, Bad Blood or something. There's a little preview, but I didn't get to watch it yet. I was like, well, let me watch a movie and I'll watch that. And like, that's cool. I'm doing the Wonder Woman because they always kind of do Batman, Superman, Batman, Superman. It's like, hey, well, you know, you got more characters there. <laughs> well, if you remember, Wonder Woman Blood was the first trade from the New Fifty Two. Yeah, so I don't know if it's based after the Azarello. Yeah, uh, Jim, Jim which, Jump, which was weird because the only other hero and that was uh orion and that was it no batman no superman for the whole basically the whole run you which mean is orion crazy. from the metallica song yeah <laughs> what are you i'm sure you would have came after that <laughs> with his little space scooter <laughs> whatever you want to call it orion was a kirby creation correct uh, yeah i believe so yeah Good old Jack. I just want. I've seen it before, but on AMC they did like two years ago. They had like a five or six issue mini of like origin stories. It was like Robert, Robert Kirkman directed it, and the first episode was. They, and for some reason, it popped up my DVR again. It must have came out like three in the morning. It was like Kirby and Stanley, and that, that stuff still just blows my mind. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, just about how like the two of them created comics and they changed the world, and and then uh, Jack never really got the credit he deserved up until you know, the movies came out. Like he never, while he was alive, he never. Basically, anytime he he would mention something like, you know, you guys are making millions of dollars on merchandise and stuff from my characters. The t-shirts that I see all over the place, so not only are my characters, but they're my designs. Yeah, and then, that. Uh, the, whoever the editor was, you know what, Jack, you, 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 you think you get too big for your bitches, just go back downstairs and drop. <laughs> like, that's basically what they told him. It was just like, and then, like, Stan was doing that, because like, they even showed a clip of uh, Kirby, like, talking, like, uh, on on air and just didn't have the personality like didn't have it and then you go to Stanley I mean it's Stanley yeah, you know what I mean and this guy you know like, I mean? hey I like this guy right away well, yeah. it's kind of like when they interview like a like a football player and he's just like we, we played real good today the game was good uh, the coach was real good it's like oh boy shut up you know well even if you watch like the Stan's like Stan's stuff like six months before he passed he would, you know he still was just on still so smart still so witty where Kirby never had that so like as good as Kirby was he didn't have the charisma Stan gave him the, re- Stan gave him the direction Kirby's stuff all came to life but like as far as like the marketing behind it I mean that that was all Stan and then if you even think about it when Kirby went to uh, when he created the new gods he did everything by himself it just it, 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 it just didn't have it didn't have Stan's dialogue but no. at the same time Stan would have never got there without Jack yeah so. it was a team but better as a team but not as good separately but yeah yeah, and they did say Jim Shooter, who was the editor in chief of Marvel back, you know, in the seventies, eighties, and early nineties, back in the heyday, was telling a story that they had an anniversary party for Marvel, and they sent Kirby an invitation, and they didn't think he was going to show, and he showed up, and Stan, uh, they said Stan was, you know, being Stan, he had a glass of wine in his hand, he was swinging his arms, you know, being all animated like Stan, and when he when he had the glass, when he was swinging his arms, he smashed the glass of wine <laughs> off the wall, yeah. and cut his hand. And as soon as he was wiping the blood away from his hand, Kirby walked into the room. Everybody stopped because no one thought he was going to come. And he thought he was, you know, he came in there with his wife. And, a, um, you know, Jim Shooter saw him. He brought him right over to Stan. He shook his hand. He's like, oh, Jack, my hand's bleeding. He's like, I don't care. He's like, yeah, I just want to bury the hatch and this and that. He's like, you know, it doesn't, who cares? Who came up with the idea? We changed the world. And Stan goes, you know what, Jack? He's like, I think it's time for you to come back home. I think maybe we should work on at least one more project. And uh, Kirby's Kirby's wife grabbed him and he said, No, forget about it. this is a dumb I didn't even come here and then they left. Oh. So Stan wanted to wanted to do one more project and then Kirby's wife was just like, Absolutely not, you did enough damage. It's like come on. <laughs> yeah, so who knows? Not like you wanna made money, you know? <laughs> well, I mean his estate's making tons of money on now because you see all those things based on the characters by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Yeah. Those movies are making billions and you know some of that 
some of that chunk of money is going to the Kirby estate. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. Anyway, the the I, I found it. Uh, like when I was typing up, uh, it's called Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Is the next movie, and also Superman Red Sun uh, animated movies coming out too. I'd like oh, to watch that. Really? Yeah. Which that's pretty cool. I can't find any info on that while here. But Rosario Dawson is voicing Wonder Woman. She did. I think she did. Did she do it in the last couple? Justice League, maybe. Yeah, I, I think she. And then because like the, you know how they're kind of together, the last couple movies in the New Fifty Two. Like, even the death of Superman is, uh, like, after the Justice League, whatever movie it was, Flashpoint or whatever. Yes. So, and, and then the rest of the, I have the whole voice cast here, but, like, I, I'm not familiar. I've heard of a- Adriana Moore, but I can't tell you who she is. She's Etta. I couldn't tell you how I know her. And other than that, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> we'll see. Like I said, I'm way, I'm waffly behind. I gotta get back on the trail. But, uh, let's get into what we read for this past week. You wanna start, sir? Sure, uh... Yeah. Okay, I got it right here. Make sure. All right. So these are from the past two weeks. I didn't get this week's books yet. I will next week. So let's start with the Marvel Action Captain Marvel. This is kind of like the Marvel Action or the the Marvel books that IDW puts out for some strange reason for kids, even though they're not that kiddie. I'll tell you, it was really good. So it was written by Sam Mags, and listen to this name: art by Sweeney Boo. Oh man, that sounds like a 1980s face <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, jobber. That's, that's a worker name, Emma Sweeney Boo. So, but the art was, was pretty good. Uh, a group of cats attack all the bodegas in New York City, but Carol finds out that they're actually flurkin'. So it's like Carol and uh, Spider Woman having like a, a nice night in watching movies, and they're like, what cats are attacking the city? And so it was pretty good. And for a kid's comic, I was like, this isn't bad at all. So I gave that one an A. Um, pretty violent number one. This is a. Uh, Kind of like I Hate Fairyland. It's uh, art, art by Derek Hunter and written by Jason Young. I don't know these guys at all. But it's about a book. It's a book about uh, Gamma Ray, who is a young girl who is just trying to do good and save the day. She's like a little like teen hero. But nothing works out for her. And uh, there's tons of blood in it, tons of cursing. So it's, it's very over the top. If you like I Hate Fairyland by Image, you'll like this Image book. It's, it's pretty funny and it's just about like her trying to be a superhero. But it doesn't work out for her. So... I, I give that one an A. That was really good. Um, She-Hulk Annual. This is weird because there is no current She-Hulk book, but the She-Hulk Annual came out. <laughs> yeah. Written by Alexandra Petri, writer. And then the art is by Andy McDonald. The art's pretty good, and the cover's by Miracle and Adolfo, so the cover's pretty not pretty cool. Um, She-Hulk gets mind-swapped into a robot body, and while her real body is fighting Bullseye. So that, it was all right. I'd like to know why there's a She-Hulk book if there's not an annual, if there's not a book. I gave that one a B. Uh, Batman Superman, number one, one of the best-selling books. I, I just read it today. Uh, written by Josh Williamson, of course, and art by Marquez. I think it's David Marquez, but I'm not sure. Batman Superman are after a kid that bat, that the Batman who laughs kidnapped. And I wrote down great art. Give that one an A, so definitely stick it on Batman Superman. I don't like the Batman who laughs is his name. I thought that was just like they call him, like, you know, they call Spider-Gwen Spider-Gwen, but they don't actually call that in the book. Like, it's, it's a lot where like, oh, I think that was the Batman who laughs. I was like, well, that's kind of stupid. But anyway. Valkyrie issue number two, written by Jason Aaron Ali Ewing, with art by Cafu, which is, I guess that's a working name if I ever heard one. Uh, Jane Foster fights Bullseye, Bullseye appearing again in book, and tries to get uh, back Brunhild's sword, the original Valkyrie, but then uh, destroys it so no one else can ever ruin its legend, and then takes Heimdall to the Great Beyond. That was really good. It's been out for like three weeks, I think, so that's why I spoiled it. Give that one an A, because Jason Aaron writing anything Thor, Valkyrie's great. Then finally, Catwoman 14, I think 15 just came out this week. I was going to drop it, but. But Miracle Rodolfo's doing the art, and her art is awesome. I don't know this writer, Ram V. 
No, I'm not talking about the truck. This guy's name is Ramvi or girl. Uh, Catwoman takes a file from the wife of a Villa Hermosa accountant with all the account information of all the uh, syndicates and their evil, shady underdoings and all that. And then she runs in the gentleman ghost who tells her that there's a reward not just for the file, but whoever can assassinate Catwoman. So I give Catwoman a B plus. That was really good. So I wanted to drop it, but the art's so good. So I'm going to stick on. And Joel Jones not on it anymore. And that's it for what I read so far. What's your book of the week, sir? What, uh, what you read? Jeez, out of all of this, I'm going to go with Batman Superman. Really? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I know that's pretty a little bit old. I mean, Captain Marvel 1 was really good. And so was pretty violent. But Batman Superman, I read that. I was like, wow, it's done already? So I, I really like that. Jason Aaron, or not Jason Aaron, Joshua Williamson, you can't go wrong with. And Valkyrie, though, that Valkyrie was also really good. So some really good stuff was, in the past couple weeks. Was that the first issue of That was the second issue. Oh, I don't know why I didn't get that. Did you miss that one? I think I did, sir. Yeah. I thought uh, I had it to my pull list. Yeah. Yeah, I think that came out last week. Possibly two weeks, but I'm thinking last week. I noticed I missed that, and I missed Superman Year One Issue Two. But I know you said you think you get like a C. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too hot. A lot of focused on him in the military, and it's like okay, wrap this up already. Yeah. And it's kind of like well, by the time you get uh, Superman action, you're kind of like oh, I'm done with this, you know. Because the what first issue was really good. Yeah, it was excellent. That was one of the, one of the best single issues I've read uh, this entire year. I thought it was great. I thought it was the best thing Frank Miller's wrote probably since uh, The Dark Knight won. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, what's going on behind you there, sir? Like a uh, yeah, that's uh the uh, barrel building that's across the street from me. So that's the garbage trucks backing in. <laughs> you guys get all sorts of extras. You know, yeah. You for here on our sounds like I'm in New York or something. <laughs> That's what I thought. I said, where were you podcasting from, sir? All right. What I read this past week. Amazing Spider-Man. A+. Plus. Uh, it's a Peter and MJ story. And Andy Henry, I tell you this all the time, I love love. And it's a, obviously, it's an A+. Plus. So it's a great um, Peter and MJ story. So Mary Jane gets offered an acting gig. Mm-hmm. And she has to go to California for it. Peter tells her she should definitely go for it and gives her a blessing. And then he tells Aunt May, I wish she wouldn't have gone, but I couldn't tell her no. Uh, she like combines an Aunt May so not only do you get this great Peter and MJ stuff but you get this really good Peter and Aunt May stuff and then you also get Spider-Man like in between like thinking about this stuff just like you know arresting random or webbing up random robbers in New York City so you still get the action stuff but then it ends with uh, Peter sitting on his bed alone with an engagement ring in his hand and then he says Maybe we can re rewrite the bad day, meaning the one more day thing that Casada when he expelled the marriage that never okay, happened. Yeah. Like maybe they're going to be you know, they maybe they finally realize like, wait a minute, we you know, everybody loves these two together. Maybe we're gonna redo it. So I think that that's where they're going with this. So kudos to Nick Spencer. I like I said I thought this was a great, great issue. Oh nice. Captain Captain Marvel, this was another solid A. You get much more background on the Kree soldier Minerva, and then you get the a huge, huge fight between the new character Star and Captain Marvel, which I think is their first fight, so I know Cap the Captain Marvel issue from a couple months ago was like up to forty or fifty bucks because it was the first issue that Star was in. Really? I didn't even know that. This- I, I, yeah. Wow, I didn't know it jumped up like that. That's crazy. And the yeah. cover's really cool for this. It's kind of like half, it's like shattered glass where like pieces are, kept Marvel pieces are star. Mark Brooks cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mark Brooks are the awesome covers. Yeah, great guy. We meet him every year in New York Comic Con. He's always busy. It's always just yeah. like, every time he's drawing something, like, and his, his wife is great. Like, can you come back in 10 minutes? Or, hey, Mark, can you take five minutes? And he's always super nice, but he's always working on nine or ten different things. So like, yeah, there's a guy that likes money. He's, he's like, um, uh, 
Greg Land, you know, or Greg uh, Horn. Nobody's, Greg Horn. Nobody's like Greg Horn. He's the ultimate hustler. Yeah, Greg Horn. He he can, he's ready at seven a.m. and he'll stay there till till no one's there. Yeah, he's. Uh, I I think he's there on Wednesday before the con, and I think he's still there on Monday. <laughs> he's in permanent stand there. Oh, this is this is the uh, hunting convention. That's okay. I'll stay up. I probably have seven or eight of his prints, and they're all fantastic. Signed, the whole nine. They're, I, I know where to put up. But I just want to go over there and give him twenty bucks, just 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 because he's so good at what he his does. His worth ethic, ethic. Yeah, he is yeah. so good. He has the lights on. And he's like, and he's always busy too. He's making money. Yeah, God love you. He earns every penny. Yes. But yeah. So this, so this, I wouldn't be shocked if you see this book uh, pop up because this, this is the first fight between Star and Captain Marvel. Wow. Yeah, and so. written by Kelly Thompson. This series has been really good. And she's writing what Deadpool, and she got something else too, other than Captain Marvel and, and Deadpool. Something else I see. I was like, oh wow, she's on that. I she's forget not one of the spiders, the spider books. <laughs> oh, ninety-four spider books. That yeah, are, there's so uh, many now. Uh, rolling right along, Daredevil uh, A minus. Uh, the Daredevil clones are out in Hell's Kitchen in full force, and then Electra <laughs> finds the real Daredevil and vows to retrain him to make him a killer again uh, because that she said that's what Stick was supposed to do, and he never did. So I'm like, oh boy, mm. what a cliffhanger! Doctor Strange, another solid A. I'm going to tell you exactly everything that happened in this book. You're going to be like, why did you give it an A? It's a car accident. But, uh, Stephen Strange witnesses a car accident, and he operates on a young boy. That's all that happened. Oh. It was still an A. Because what happens is, they get from the car accident, and he's like, who are you? The mother of the son's like, who are you? She's like, I'm Dr. Stephen Strange. You're a doctor. You need to help my son now. He's going to bleed out. And then he flashes back to his accident, and when all the doctors say, you will never perform surgery again, so he has this, like, half the issue is him conflicting with himself that I can't perform surgery because if I do, he's going to die, but maybe I can do something. So eventually he uses his magic to perform surgery on the boy, and then he winds up living. Oh, cool. I thought that was really cool. Batman, yeah. we're back on track, sir. A+. Plus. Incredible bat Catwoman story. They're off to an... They basically go off to an island, and then he... he uh, he has to disguise himself as Matches Malone, which oh, I love that. Yeah. So funny. With the mustache. He kind of looks like Rick Rude. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly right. He looks like WCW Rick Rude. Uh, <laughs> with a little bit of Ron Burgundy yeah. in there. So basically, uh, um, Matches, a.k.a. Bruce and Selena, are off and up to a private island to kind of rest, recoup and train to go back to Gotham because they know they're about ready for this big fight with Bane, and you can tell that they are falling back in love with each other. So I think they're... At the end of this run, they are actually going to get married. Yeah, because so. she keeps thinking, like, uh, in that Catwoman book, she keeps thinking about Bruce. Like, she falls in the water, and she's like, oh, maybe that's him pulling me up. He'd say something like, cat, don't scare me like that, but it's generally ghost. So, it's like, they're planting the seeds. So, And plus, that Batman Catwoman book's coming out. Ah, oh, you're right. You're right. Speaking of Batman, another Batman book, Detective Comics, A-, minus continues on the, uh, the Deadshot origin story where him and Batman fight in the woods. And the uh, the backup story, which they've been working on, is Victor Freeze finds the cure and is going to unleash Nora. It looks like that Nora is going to be. Um, it looks like she's going to be part. Like she's going to have like the powers of Mister. Like, oh, that like Killer Frost, Hazel. basically. Yeah, I think that I think that that that's where that's where they're going with it. So hmm. that's kind of um, different because usually she's always just been dead, you know. Yeah, or she, or like the couple times she has come back, or she's come back as a subconscious to kind of like, no, you're a good guy, but it looks like that he's going to give her the powers. That, at least that's my guess. I could be wrong. Hmm, that's, uh, that's cool. See. Flash. I know you're reading this, so I'm not want to spoil it too much. Uh, Sage uh, A, another solid A here. 
Sage Force keeps breaking the timeline, and every time that happens, you know who comes a hunt? The Black Flash. Barry is aware. Uh, also, the Crime Syndicate comes look to recruit back uh, the Mirror Master because he hit a rich and then he retired, but they want to get him back. So, just it's great stuff, great dialogue. Wonder Woman. Uh, a, I didn't realize this until you brought it up. I think last week or the week before that that love is like dead. Like Aphro- Aphrodite's dead, so like is love dead now? And they touch on that quite a bit. And Diana gets into a fight, and she basically doesn't have like her isn't as how can I put it? like she doesn't have like the healing compassionate like, yeah yeah she doesn't have to so she gets like stabbed and she's just like it shouldn't hurt but it hurts her ten times as much and I think Steve was just like well that's because love's dead and that's part of your that's like part of your your thing yeah like so uh, Star like, Sapphire oh, I would never put like those those two together as well as I did if you didn't connect the dots for me on the last uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, see, there we go. That's what happens when you read 200 issues of Wonder Woman. <laughs> Over 200. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I didn't put that connection. But, hands, I mean, there's a lot of A. Everything here is either an A or A minus. But my book of the week, I'm not. I'm assuming you're getting this, King Thor. Yeah, I've seen it, but it just came out this week, so I'm going to pick it up. Who does the art on that? Obviously, Jason Aaron writes it. Oh, Saad Ribic, they're back. Oh, that nice. Was the, yeah, that was the team that they started their Thor run on, so... Nice. I think he, I think Assad was even on it before that. Well, was he, did he do some or maybe just covers with uh, uh not Jay Scott Campbell, Straczynski. Yeah, he's done a lot. Assad Rebbe's done a lot. I mean, his, his Thor, Thor stuff, especially Old Man Thor, King Thor stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is terrific. So, like, I don't want to get too in depth into this because I don't want to spoil anything to you. But Thor's granddaughters go looking for any remaining gods. They do find one. Uh, and Loki shows up and has this huge battle with uh, King Thor, and then I just have amazing issue. You mm. will obviously see. There's a lot of uh, tie-ins and kickbacks to uh, like the first uh, ten or twelve issues that Jason Aaron did on this. Wow, and it's, it's only going to be uh, four. five or four, four issues. Yeah, I'm going to get it because it's, it's going to be really good. And then Jason Aaron moves on to whatever he's going to do, which is unannounced other than Avengers. And uh, I didn't. I don't think they announced who's on Thor yet at all. No, which is kind of no, like I mean, who knows? Yeah, I and mean, you kind of wonder because that's that you're coming off a hot run. Yeah, what do you do? Probably, yeah, <laughs> and then you have to have what I mean. Jason Aaron's old. I mean, Southern Bastards hasn't been a thing in over a year. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have that, and he has Avengers. But like, is, is, are they just going to put him on Avengers? Is he going to write something else, or what else is he going to write? I think they would give him something else too. I mean, well, he has Conan, but I mean, Conan's not a huge Marvel book because it's uh, off in its own world. So, you know, as I, I would say, he does something else, but who knows? And I seen a. Uh, Dan Slott is doing the next issue of Iron Man. I was like, "Oh, how about that?" So I, I don't he think he's been. picking that. Oh, has he been doing it now? Oh. He's been he's he's been off and on. Oh, okay. Because I know uh, yeah. Gail did two issues, and then I, I said, "Oh, Dan Slott." So I don't know. Maybe they put Jason Aaron on Iron Man, like fully, full time. Okay. I would say. Or Cap. Now, have you ever read Jason Aaron's Wolverine and the X Men? Yes, I have it. I got every issue. That's pretty yeah, good. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. yeah. It's excellent. And he did. He also did a Wolverine run before it when they put him back in the brown and tan suit. And uh, uh, the art was by the same guy that did all the Punisher art with the, uh, when Garth Ennis was writing. I forget his name. He also like, did Wolverine's Goes to Hell. Did you ever read that? No, I never did. That was excellent. Yeah, so he did, and he, he had a Punisher run, too. One of the Punisher maximums. There was like a five of them. But uh, mostly everything Jason Aaron's ever done is really good. Has he ever done any work at DC? Because I think he's just been Indies and Marvel. I, I don't think. You know what? Let me, let me Wikipedia him. <laughs> we'll, we'll see here. Uh, That's going to be my, Yeah, there you go. That'll be off the continuing on the news segment because I think after this we're, we're pretty much uh, kind of in the home stretch here part. yeah so yeah Punnett Wolverine uh, okay let me see here D- it's a DC Comics but it only Vertigo so he 
A Joker's Asylum with Penguin. That's a, uh, a one-shot. He did that. And then other than that, he didn't do anything. Help Laser. So just... Uh, and then the other side, which... He had some stuff scalped that book that he did, and that's it. So he, oh, he's I thought that was really good. I yeah, me too. Thomas, that was one of his fav, uh, favorite books he's ever written. Wow. I, I read the first trade; it was excellent. And just like why the last man, I just, I just, I don't know why I haven't picked it back up at this time. Yeah, it, it, there's only so much to read, you know, so so little time to read everything. There's so much out there, but yeah, he has not written anything DC proper ever. Ain't that something? Yeah, and then and then of course when you go over to Marvel, you know Wolverine. Uh, they said goes to hell. Wolverine vs. X Men. Wolverine's Revenge. One called Goodbye Chinatown. Back in Japan. X Force. Astonishing Spider Man. Wolverine. Six Six Issues. Oh, X Men Schism. That was really good. That's excellent. Yeah, Wolverine the X Men did that. Uh, Avengers vs. X Men. A plus X. The side issues. And the Ghost Rider run. That was also twenty. Issue twenty and thirty five. That was really good. I have all that. He wrote two, three issues of Black Panther. How about that? See Wakanda die. Mm. Yeah, that was in 2009. I did not know that. Punisher Max. Uh, one issue of Deadpool. Immortal Weapons. Captain America, Who Won't Wield the Shield? On one shot in 2010. Ultimate Captain America, 1 through 4. Incredible Hulk, 1 through 15? Wow, really? October 2011 through 2012, he wrote The Incredible Hulk for 15 issues. I didn't know that. And then, and then, no. and then it's basically just Thor, Original Sin, Thor... Star Wars, of course. Weird World, Doctor Strange. We had that Doctor Strange run was really fantastic. Yeah. And then the Avengers, and yeah. And then other than that, just Southern Bastards. Oh, the Goddamned. I remember that book came out. And then 24-7, but apparently he's not. And that's about it. So, yeah. And basically, his main run is Thor. <laughs> yeah. The one that, I mean, arguably the greatest Thor run. I mean, he's not done with it yet, but I mean, that's up there with Walt Simons. Um, and I'm rereading Simon's is slowly going back to Walt Simon's, but I think Thor's, I think Thor's, I think uh, Aaron's got him. Like, but maybe it's just because I've read every issue. I, anything Jason Aaron has done on Thor, whether it's Thor's, King Thor, War of the Realms, I have every single single issue. Yeah, which is that's awesome. I, I, I have that whole entire run. And then you talked about how he had Doctor Strange, and then he handed it off to Donny Gates. I'm like, who's this Donny Gates? And I thought that that was like the perfect. Like, here's the hottest writer. <laughs> in Marvel, you know, one of the best writers in the whole entire industry, and he takes Doctor Strange, who was obviously getting a huge push in the world of the movies. media with the movies and Avengers, so a lot of people were getting it, and then, you know, obviously it's a great run, and he hands it off to Donny Cates, who I didn't know who he was, and I'm like, well, this is just as good, if not better. So I think that's like the perfect example of, uh, you know, passing the, uh, yeah, passing the, torch. the torch, rather. So who runner. gets the Thor torch? That's the question. We'll, we'll see, because there's no Thor books in the Marvel uh, previews, there's no solution other than King Thor. So I'm, I'm sure they have who they want, and they have, like, you know, they're probably writing it or doing the art right now, but they're not going to say until King Thor's all wrapped up. I hope, because a lot of times you're, like, you're, you know, if you're reading a series or something or a crossover, like, for example, reading War of the Realms, right? Like, wow, this is really good. And then you get, like, halfway through, and all of a sudden they're soliciting Jane Foster Valkyrie. Like, well, we know how that, we know yeah. how the story's going to end now, so maybe they're, like... We're not gonna. We're not. Gonna, we're not gonna do anything with Thor until after the, after the holiday season. Like we're gonna take a six month break, and we'll solicit it like two months after King Thor. Maybe they'll do that. Yeah, and which is kind of smart too. You know, coming off a yeah. huge run like this, why not give them a little bit of a break and just and then whoever they get, which who knows? But yeah, I'm flipping the, through the previews now, and there is don't other than King Thor. There's nothing else. But the last book I want to talk about, sir. No, oh, I thought you were done. Go ahead. You know, from IDW, 
Mm, I did. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes, our buddy, friend of the show, huge wrestling fan, Alex Sanchez, fantastic artist, great guy. Uh, Pandemica, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, I'm just going to give pandemic? you the synopsis. Of, yeah. Um, I'm just going to give you the synopsis of this, sir. I had my store added to my list. I forgot it was coming out. Then I talked to Alex. I'm like, hey, that book you're working on, when's that come out? Tomorrow. I'm like, great. <laughs> so uh, there was only one left. So I told them, you know, from what what they told me, it was selling pretty good. Jonathan Mayberry, I guess, is a big name in the world of writing for independent comics and other things as well. So uh, and a lot of people were raving about the art. Of course, I think that art was great. Again, I don't want to spoil it for you because I thought this book was, this book was incredible. It's basically the monkey virus is going around where it's going to kill everybody. And then a news reporter and a former detective figure out that they think that it's an inside job from the government. And they're trying to figure out who did what. The government realizes that they're about to get exposed. So they start hiring some uh, some hitman. Let's just, uh, let the, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, some hitman to try to take these people out. Mm. To, uh, so this way they can kind of keep the cover up going. So... Obviously, I'm in it for the long haul. The art's good, the story's good. I'm hooked. Uh, again, I don't want to give away everything for you. I kind of just gave you yeah. just a quick outline. I, I think it is no. pan- Pandemica. Pandemica? We'll have to ask him when we see him. I, I would assume it's Pandemica. And the, the Jonathan Mayberry, I'm not familiar with him, but that's who writes it. And obviously, Alex Sanchez is doing all the art. Yeah. Yeah, the covers as well. So, excellent, excellent book. I'm not just saying that because Alex is a friend and a yeah. super, super cool guy. But I haven't pulled I, at my shop, so I'll be picking it up. I truly, truly enjoyed it. So and I'll be like, Alex, can you sign this book for me? He's probably like, get out of here, come on. <laughs> you better. Yeah, yeah, ten bucks. Oh, can you imagine? Oh man, what a guy. Oh, uh, boy. But Alex, I know you're probably listening to the podcast. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Keep up the great work, and uh, good luck with everything with the wedding and stuff. Because I know he said he was super busy with that, so it's obviously a busy time for him. You know, between getting married and having a book. Uh, his book being published coming out and yeah. also your comic con yeah. well, so. and every you know the idea people are going to see it so it ain't going to be long before you get some work in Marvel DC on a book I'm sure of it yeah I agree don't forget us yeah don't forget us when you're big time when we're waiting in line <laughs> we're just paying 20 bucks an autograph <laughs> Yeah, when they're carrying when they're carrying you into the Comic Con they used to do the Randy Savage <laughs> yeah we'll be up there with like how Donny Cates comes in he's stuck in traffic he'll be here in 15 minutes <laughs> Yeah, the damn slot. Remember that? Yeah. Over the, you know, the end of the con. Looks like the poor guy ran 20 oh, miles. Yeah. But any other comic stuff you want to talk about, sir? I think that's that's really it. I, I did see a picture of, uh, as, a, as a huge truck goes by, <laughs> let that go by, Diesel, ladies and gentlemen. Diesel's wrestling Shawn Michaels in 1995 outside. Um, uh, Titans on the Disney, not the Disney app, the uh, DC app. The Titans Season 2 came out, and uh, Donna Troy's on it. She looks really cool. Did you see anything with season one? I did not. I heard season two has a little bit different direction where it's not as dark because I guess season one was a little dark for Titans. So they're changing up a little bit. And I heard, heard it's pretty good, but I didn't see a second of it. So I really can't say other than uh, she looks good and, and Starfire has a new look and she looks much better than the crazy look she had in the first uh, season. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of... I heard... Uh, what was what was the other show that came out on the DC Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Uh, a lot of people... Remember it was cancelled? <laughs> Yeah, no, there was another one where it was like a team thing. Oh, uh... Not Suicide Squad. Oh, what was it? Oh, uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Oh, that was excellent. Yeah, I didn't see a second. I don't, I, I'm a complete idiot when it comes to Doom Patrol. I know nothing. 
but I heard it was pretty good. So it's a shame that the DC app is kind of like, and you know, there's rumors of it going down and stuff. And the Harley Quinn cartoon still uh, coming out, the cartoon show. And then there was supposed to be a Stargirl show, and Jeff Johns was supposed to be heavily involved, and then something else, too. So, yeah, so we'll see. Stuff. So, all right, sir. Uh, you want to get to the. Um, is there any other thing you want to talk about? You want to do the top five and then wrap it up with Clash of Champions? I did not have a top five this week. I forgot. I forgot about it. I know I was thinking about it and I totally forgot. So go ahead. Just we'll do yours and maybe next week I'll think of two. All right. There's or if, if you want, you can think of one. Yeah. You know, anytime between now and the other podcast, give me mm-hmm. today. Today, as we are recording this, it is Friday the thirteenth. Give me your top five favorite horror villains. Hmm. Like I'm not. I'm not super big into horror, but I obviously I know villains. So let's go with Jason, Freddy. Um, Michael Myers. I don't like Chucky, and I don't care for the Leprechaun. So we're gonna get some some deep pulls here. The uh, the bad guy from Shocker, but they all make it a soundtrack. Remember that movie Shocker? Yeah. I think the bad guy's name is Shocker. I love that movie. That's kind of kind of goofy. It's a little tongue in cheek, and I guess you can't say Ash. You can say Evil Ash. We'll say Evil Ash. Yeah, and then. Finally, five. oh, that's five? five. Okay, there. Yeah, that's my five. yeah, you did, you did the big three, which I'll oh, do the big yeah. three as well. You obviously, got to go Michael Myers, yeah, Freddie, Freddie, Jason Voorhees, and how about you know, you know, how my wife is very, what's the word I'm coming, I'm thinking of, uh, ignorant when it comes to movies. Like okay, she doesn't yeah. watch a lot of movies, but she didn't know. She thought Michael Myers was a movie in itself, and Halloween was a different movie. They oh. didn't know that Michael. And same thing with. with well, I guess if you never watched them. <laughs> You know? Yeah, she she didn't know that Freddy Krueger was involved in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. She thought that they were two separate things, and she didn't know uh, she knew who Jason Voorhees was. She just knew that like the guy at the hockey mask. Oh wow! So oh, anywho, hey. I will pick yeah, obviously the you know the big three half big the big three slasher uh, villains. You got to go with Freddy, Michael Myers, Jason. I got to go with Pennywise from It. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, very popular now. It's topical and it, the original. I haven't seen chapter one or the new one that came out, but uh, the, the original one, Steve King, it. I heard the, uh, the second new one, not so hot, people are saying. That's what I hear. Yeah. But uh, the, the original Stephen King movie, the original it that came out in the 90s, is my all time favorite horror movie. So there's four right there. And then the fifth one Pumpkinhead? Like, <laughs> ah, how dare you, sir? How dare I would have to go with the fifth one, I'm going to say. Uh, Norman Bates. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. You could say I, I, Pinhead too. Norman Bates is a good. One. I didn't even think about that. But there's there's a lot when you think about just the the one solo movie. Especially there's tons of horror movies over the years. Yeah. Face yeah, yeah. Ghostface or, or uh, what's his name? Face. Jigsaw from uh, um, Saw. My one friend said something. Saw, yeah. He was talking about something, and he goes, "Yeah, Jigsaw uh, was in it." And I was thinking, "Why is the Punisher villain in it?" And I was like, "That makes no sense at all." And he's like, "No, from Saw." I'm like, "Oh, oh." That's a good one. <laughs> so here we go. I, I got something off the top of my head here. Yeah, I'll just pick my top. So, you, you know, the match on uh, the pay-per-view coming up here, there's a makeshift tag team of Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman versus another makeshift tag team of Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. So give me your top five makeshift tag teams of all time. Shawn Michaels, John Cena. Oh, there you go. Um, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, because they were feuding at the time. And then, because I think I think actually Shawn Michaels and John Cena when they wrestled at WrestleMania 23 in the main event they were tag champs. Yeah, I believe so. And and I believe at WrestleMania 21 when Eddie and Rey Mysterio kicked it off against each other they were tag champs. So there's two. Let's go with Raven and Tommy. Dreamer. Oh yeah, yeah. 
let's go with Candido and Landstorm, mm-hmm. and then they eventually became a tag team. And then let's go with Brian Pillman and Tom Zink. Oh, there we go. That would make uh, Tony Schiavone very happy. So there's one you I forgot, big one. This one's number one in my mind. Steve Austin and Dude Love. Yeah, I would go with them. I'm gonna pick Raven and Tommy Dreamer. I'll pick uh, oh, what were they the, the, when they combined? What was his name? Um, John Cronus and uh, uh, New Jack, and they were the Gangstonators. The Gangstonators. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one. That's a good one. Um, let's see here. Let's. I like the, the WCW. Uh, how about Chris Jericho and Big Show? Even though they became a real team, we'll throw them on there. Jericho. Um, hmm, I got two more. Two more here. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm trying to... What was, uh... Ah, oh, jeez. Like, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank here. I'll, I'll say John Cena and, um, John Michaels. And then we'll go with... <sighs> Let me see if I can pull one out here. I can't. I can't get a deep cut right now. I'm trying to think of an ROH team that they just kind of threw together, but I don't think they ever threw people together and they won the tag titles. Um, hmm. Finally, let's say Undertaker and Big Show. There we go. Because they won the tag titles. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There yeah. you go. Why not? Good thing I. Good one thing I tapped your feet. That was very topical. Yeah. Good segue into Clash of the Champions. Which is this Sunday, so, snuck up on us. <laughs> I just yeah, found out, I did her day, I was like, oh, pay-per-view this Sunday? I was not aware. No, I have every, it's basically every championship is on the line, and then they, they also threw in Roman versus Rome. But what's the, what's, forget my ignorance, folks, what's the SmackDown title match, tag title match? It is, oh, the tag title or the title match? No, the, 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 just the tag title. Oh, the tag title, it is New Day versus Revival. The New Day are the current champions, which I oh, forgot about. Oh, that would be excellent. Yeah. Well, let's start right on there. The New Day versus Revival. I'm going to pick the New Day. Yeah, I'm going to go with New Day, too. I don't see the Revival picking the belts back up so soon. No, especially when they're, they, I think they're, they can hop out of their contract, I think, the end of October. So yeah, When they're at it, when they're able to get out, they're gone. Yeah, I agree. Nakamura and The Miz, which I think could be the show stealer if it's given time, because Nakamura is obviously excellent. The Miz, I think, is one of the most improved wrestlers in the last three or four years. I uh, like the fact that you know Nakamura is doing the more heelish, aggressive stuff, and I think The Miz is doing a great job as a babyface, and I said this before, I know you don't watch The Miz or Misses, but if you watch 15 minutes of that show, The Miz comes off as the coolest guy on the planet. So, However, they just gave the belt to Nakamura, that doesn't mean anything, but I think he keeps the belt with Nakamura, because I like what they're doing with him and Sami Zayn. Yeah, I, I would think he keeps it too, maybe from help with uh, Sami Zayn helping him out to you know, screw over The Miz. So yeah, I see Nakamura keeping the belt there. Should be all right. I don't really care for the Miz too much as as, as uh, babyface good guy, but I don't know. I guess they need some good guys right now. It's Nakamura. I can I can watch him wrestle the room stuff. Yeah. You know, so. Should be an interesting one. I'm going back and forth on this one. I'm, and I, here's what I'm gonna do. Whoever you pick, I'm gonna pick the opposite of Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan. Obviously, Roman's their golden boy, but they're really doing something pretty sweet with Eric Rowan. And then like does Daniel <laughs> Bryan get? I think Daniel Bryan's gonna get involved one way or another. He has but to. I don't. I don't know which way they go with this. So which, which what I, are you thinking? I would, you know, I would have to be go on the betting man side and say Roman. And this is uh, how's commentary going to handle Roman versus Rowan? Rowan going up, Roman like they have to say the last names and the first names in this one, or else everyone's just going to be totally confused. But I'm going to go with Roman Reigns wins this one, and then uh, Daniel Bryan comes out and maybe they beat him up afterwards or something. Oh, it was us all along. Well, you know, we can't say that. I don't know. I think it should be Roman. I think Roman wins this one. Yeah. I think Roman wins this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think Roman wins this one. Yeah. Yeah.
turn him face. The crowd's too high for him. Dan O'Brien? I think Why so. Why not? I think you do. What, what if Roman was comes out and says, it was all planned that me and him had to get at you or something, and he turns heel? That'd be awesome. Didn't I say that last week? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And did you, yeah. yeah. Oh. That, that'd, be, that'd be awesome, but that ain't gonna happen. Okay, a match we've seen a zillion times, and I don't care, I'll still watch a zillion more times. AJ Styles and Ricochet. Oh yeah, for oh, the wait. no, it's not. It's uh, it's it's, it's AJ versus Cedric Alexander, which Cedric this should be pretty Alexander. good. I'm sorry, I, I wrote that down right. This could steal the yeah. show. I don't think Absolutely. Ricochet is on the show. But uh, yeah, yeah AJ. Right. I don't see Cedric winning the belt. That'd be kind of cool if he did because it doesn't hurt AJ at all. I mean, AJ basically can do whatever for the rest of his time in WWE. It doesn't matter. But this match should be very good. But I think AJ is going to keep it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I had I had Cedric Rome written down, written down that the crowd's style. So I was like, and then I put Ricochet. I don't I, know why because he was in the King of the Ring. Well, that's what I was uh, under the understanding that Braun was getting a U.S. title shot, and I was like, oh, he's going to win the belt, and then him and Seth win the you know defend the title belt successfully, and then one of them gets all the belts at the end. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> huh? Maybe your dream book. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, women's. Uh, SmackDown, uh, the two women's matches here look great. Uh, Bailey and Charlotte for the for the SmackDown women's match. Yeah, that should be good. I think what they're doing with Bailey and Sasha is really good, and I just don't, I don't, I don't think either of them should lose. So I got Bailey in this one. Yeah, I, I got Bailey too. I, I don't see Bailey losing the title. I think maybe they'll get to either Sasha versus Bailey, or they have Sasha and Bailey have both belts at some point. But I, I don't see I, Sasha beating Becky though at the show either. Which we'll go right to that know. match. No, I, I don't. Think, I think I think Sasha's gonna win. I think just because if she or, or they have some sort of screwy finish and they drag it out, because I think they gotta get Becky chasing again. Yeah, I think that'd be better and it'd make Becky badass again. You know, don't make her like, hey, I'm um kind of kick ass, but uh, yeah, they gotta get Becky back on track. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of see her winning here. Maybe Sasha okay. wins it at the next show. I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. Maybe. I mean, maybe she did the, they start to chase here until... Right, think about it, I mean, you're at the end of September, October, November, December, January, so I built in for Mania, so this way you really give Sasha a four or five month front with it before you start doing her down to Mania. So, I, I mean, again, that's just, you know, me kind of just thinking out loud, but I think Sasha's going to win, but who knows? I don't know. We'll write with that women's match. Alexa and Nikki defending the women's tag titles against Mandy Rose and Sonya. What do you what do you got here? Oh, that's... Pretty good too because Alexa's so. really good. Nikki's great. And Man- Sonya and Mandy are really coming along, but I think they keep the belts on Alexa. Yeah, I, me too. I I think Mandy and Sonya they they had a that was one of the matches on SmackDown. It was Mandy versus Nikki Cross, and it wasn't bad. You can see Mandy and Sonya have gotten a lot better in a short time. So I think they yeah, will eventually win the tag belts, but not here. I think they have a cool finish too. It's like total elimination yeah. almost, but instead, it, but uh, back, uh, Mandy does like the V trigger. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, she does it really well. Kofi and Randy Orton. I don't know. I know that the the Fox is upset with the ratings for SmackDown, and obviously Randy Orton is kind of like a safe bet. But I don't know. I still think you keep on Kofi here. Hey, I, you know, I don't. I don't see Kofi leaving it, losing it here. Maybe he loses that Survivor Series, so Kofi keeps it for him. I know a couple of people are kind of getting a little tired of the Kofi run, and I, you know, I, I thought it would be like six months, to eight months, or right about that point. So, I, but I don't see Randy winning here. I see Kofi probably drops on that first SmackDown or Ray the second. So I'm gonna go with Kofi. Here's another tricky one. Rollins and Brown versus Rude and Ziggler. Now, do they show, do they have, like, dissension here? Uh, I think they or? do, but they, they win the match, but there's a little bit of, uh, you know, they, they hit each other, or there's miscommunication. My one friend made a good point. Maybe Braun, at some point, he, uh, 
he's beating up Dolph Ziggler or something. Or Dolph Ziggler and Braun or, and Bobby Roode get on Braun. He does something. Seth's already down. And then he slams them. And then he, he slams Seth and just puts Seth on top of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. And that's how the match ends. I was like, that's a good ending. Yeah, because then it makes him look like a huge monster. He just laid three people out. Yeah, and, and in, two, in two hours, he's getting a title shot. Yeah, so that's so. I that's how I can see that. I didn't come up with that. My friend did, but that's a good ending. So Seth and Braun retain. And then Seth versus Braun in the what I'm assuming is the main event. Uh, should be the main event. Uh, I think I uh, Rollins is their guy. I'm, I'm thinking Seth keeps. Up. I'd like to see Braun get it, but I'd have to go with Seth being a betting man. Yeah, I mean, he just he, beat, he just beat Lesnar clean at SummerSlam in a great match. You know, you find, you, you, you cool down a little bit after, you know, he was hot going into the Rumble, wins the Rumble, super hot going into Mania, and I think they accidentally cooled him down with the him and Becky thing, and that's why I think that Becky needs to chase and you keep uh, Seth hot here. But uh, we'll find out on Sunday there, Mark. Yeah, it shouldn't be a bad show. I mean, there's some matches I don't care about, like all the women's matches I'm interested in. Obviously, Roman versus Eric Rowan I'm not too into, or Kofi versus Randy. But the... Uh, the Seth matches, yeah, and, and definitely AJ Styles versus Cedric. That's probably the match I want to see the most. Yeah, mine are the match I want to see the most. Probably that one, but then you know, just to not to sound redundant, because that's what you said. I'm gonna say Sasha, and this is like Sasha's first big match, like big singles match, and she's been back. So yeah. Sasha and uh, Becky, and Becky would be the one probably that I'm looking forward to the most. So. Yeah, I think both. I think all the women's matches will be good. So. Yeah. Should be an interesting show. Is there a cruiserweight match on the show? Oh yeah, there is. Uh, what do you got there? Okay, I don't, it might probably will be pre-show show. So it's Drew Gulak versus Umberto Carrillo, which I've never seen versus Lince Dorado. I would think, huh. think Drew keeps it. Yeah, same here. I, I thought they would have put Kushida on there. I, from what I understand, yeah, what's going on with that? They, I think Kushida's been on TV like once. I think to from what Triple H in a conference call, and he said that eventually the two hundred five lives done and they're gonna put two of the, the cruiserweight belt on nxt which makes sense yeah I, I think they should do that just get rid of 205 just put all the guys to nxt or nxt uk and act like 205 never existed <laughs> now how about this and, and you know i know we're getting ready to finish up here but i got i know you made mention the other day that uh chris hero cash's ono is on nxt uk so it's kind of just going through the shows and like when you click on it on the network i'm always on my phone it kind of gives you a preview of what you're going to see. I'm like, man, these matches are loaded. Like, these shows are loaded. And, like, from, like, four or five weeks ago, they did Ilya Dragunov, who I'm huge on. We talked about him with his match. says, oh, you wrestled Hero or Ono, whatever you yeah. want to call him. I feel like four weeks ago. I'm like, oh, my God. So I literally saved it to my favorites. I'm like, when I have time, I need to watch that match. Yeah, I, I, I want to watch it. I just listened to, actually, Jim Cornette's podcast. He watched the NXT UK, and he said, because he's big on uh, Claudio from the ROH days. And he said that match was, was really good. So that's something Jim Cornette says. And he also said the Walter versus Pete Dunn, or not Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate. He loved that match. How about that? Yeah, because I think it's had a lot of that old school stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, the like big that. guy versus little guy. And he also yeah. loved the women's match, which I thought was only okay. I think that I fell asleep halfway through it. So, <laughs> yeah. well, well, it sounds like, sir, that you need to go watch Ilio Dragunov versus Cesaro uh, or Claudio. Yeah. And I'm going to go watch Ilio Dragunov versus tag partner Chris Hero and Ooh. I think one of the reasons why we need to watch this match is because me and you do not watch enough wrestling yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was our duty <laughs> to you know what I was thinking about too like obviously October you have you got four more hours of wrestling coming in with NXT and AEW and now the Impact is obviously making a huge splash and mm -hmm. now that it's going to be on my DVR I gotta watch that too so I'm gonna have an initial <laughs> not only that but the fall shows are coming back and by that I oh. mean you're gonna have the Flash Batwoman Supergirl 
Arrow, and then me and Amber watch Modern Family, uh, Big Bang's Over. I watch Young Jack. So it's like, yeah, I got you about got nine hours of TV. I don't know where I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the DC apps come, or not the DC, Disney Plus is coming out. Like, if I'm definitely get that if the She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel shows are like day one. Even if it's just one of them, I'm like, I gotta watch that. So, and it's like, where do you find the time? I wish I'd have a job. I wish I was like, like people say, if I was independently wealthy and could just do what I wanted all day, still want to be enough time. Yeah, I'd be bored. I'd put. All right, sir. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Or, wrap, or you want to wrap this baby up? Ah, oh, we'll just wrap it up. Uh, what's, what's, where's the show at tomorrow? I'm terrible here. Scranton, Pennsylvania, brother. Yeah, East Coast Western Professional City. Wrestling. We'll be wrestling there tomorrow. Hopefully, as long as it doesn't rain, because it is an outside show, and it starts at three p.m. So three. that's tomorrow, and then and then in two weeks we'll be at uh, Backbreakers, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll be at Backbreakers, and the day after that we'll be in Philly for the New Japan show, and then New York Comic Con. So it's, it's we'll busy. Be on, we'll be on our way to New York Comic Con. Yeah, and the Backbreakers show it's us versus Stepdads versus Diamond City War Machine, so that would be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to the New Japan show, which, uh, did you see who got added to the shows? I did see they announced... Are you about the Rock and Roll Express? Yes, the Rock and Roll Express. That's yeah. pretty awesome. So, <laughs> what, what, right. what the main events of Rock and Roll Express versus the dream team of Okada and Tanahashi? Oh, man, I wish. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I'll watch it. <laughs> yes, and they did announce they were doing a meet and greet. It's $25 per wrestler, so I don't know if that means autograph and picture, which is that's the way it is. Probably. Yeah, yeah, and then they, I think they said uh, 50 for tag teams, which, well, they, you know, okay. So, so you want to meet the Rock and Roll or Evil Sonata or uh, Show and Yo, Monkey 3K, it would be 50 bucks. But the, I don't I don't think that's bad at all. Compare that to con prices of meeting anyone, that's uh, $25 to get a picture with Tanahashi, absolutely, you know? Yeah, absolutely, sir, absolutely. All right, well, if you guys want to get a hold of me at all, uh, Matt underscore Turner OF on the... Uh, Facebook, on the Twitter and the Instagram, and obviously, guys, it's you know we're getting a bulking season. I've had a lot of people asking me what to use for certain products. You know, obviously, the best BCAs in the business all day. You may five uh, percent nutrition.com type an M Turner, save yourself some money. They got really good carbs and protein. They have three different kinds of pre workouts. I recommend the Kill It Reloaded. Don't go to the fifty one fifty just yet, uh, not unless you're an absolute psycho like me. So, guys, if you have any questions on that, any of that stuff, please let me know. I have, I do have a lot of people asking. Uh, in my daily life and also on social media as well like what you know what do I do for workouts what am I doing for for supplements and I cannot recommend that stuff enough so as always uh, I will play Ricky Morton hot tag Robert Gibson Andy Header Andy Header hot tag bump around the roll through come in and and take him down with the the multiple bumps Uh, if you want to find me on Facebook or Instagram just search my name Andy Header and uh, check out the other podcast I'm part of, which is Not Cool in High School and Tornado Tag Podcast. Also on everything that you find this fine podcast on, you know, Colin the Powering. Just search iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Anchor, Spotify, everything. All three of them are on. And that's about it. And go see us tomorrow at ECPW if it doesn't rain. And then the next two weeks at Backbreakers for our three-way tag match, which should be a lot of fun. And this is episode 66. And until next week, we'll see you later.